Hey, everybody. Thanks for tuning in. Um, a lot is going on in the hockey world, and I think Matt wants to kick us off because he seems pretty heated. When we turned on the camera, it looked like he'd been crying. So let's see what he has to say. So if you're watching this, you're most likely a New York Rangers fan, and my name is Matthew Ferreclo. I'm a Leaf fan, but I do like the Rangers because in my childhood, the Leafs were bad and the Rangers were good. So I guess that to kind of make some sense. So anyways, James Dolan the owner of the New York Rangers and the New York Knicks, who is hated by all New York fans. You don't even have to be a fan of either two teams. You just know he's bad. He fired John Davidson and Jeff Gordon, who have only been on the job for a short time, and they're doing a rebuild. because He doesn't think the rebuild's fast enough, even though I would say their young guys are exciting and they're growing. And also, he didn't just do it at the end of the season. He did it after a brawl. He didn't keep them in a loop because he posted a letter saying he didn't like what happened in the brawl. So anyways, there's just so much chaos. We're here to break everything down. I was kind of all over the point. Josh, where do you want to start? Well, uh, you started about – By the way, my name is Brandon Waterhouse. I'm part of the Orion Sportscast. Oh, yeah, my uh, bad. I am also a Toronto Leafs fan growing up. I also like the Pittsburgh Penguins. I never really had a spot for the New York Rangers. They always had Sean Avery on their team during the prime of their era, and he was one of the biggest dickheads known to man. Sorry to interrupt you, Josh, but let's fucking throw the deep valley pass down to you now. Yeah, um, Matt, you kind of opened up with the third step in what was an unraveling of just a shit show of events. Uh, I think we got to start at the very beginning, and that's the actual event that kicked this all off. So I think we should take it uh, event by event. And we luckily, before we started the show, we just saw kind of the conclusion of this with the big fine being handed out. Uh, so why don't we start with the actual thing that kicked it off, and that's Tom Wilson's actions on the ice against the Rangers two days ago. So do you want to break that down for us? Yeah, for sure, Josh. So um, Tom Wilson, who's been suspended five times in the last four years and also three fines during his NHL career, decided to attack Artemi Panarin, who was a MVP finalist last year and might have been in the running this year if it wasn't for um, a situation. We don't have to talk about the Russia stuff. But anyways, yeah, the best player, one of the best players in the league, I don't think that's arguable. And then Tom Wilson jumped him. Oh, and before he jumped him, he pinned Pavel Buchnevich to the ground punched him in the back of the head twice, and then he attacked Panarin. He pulled his hair, which is odd, and just put it all in a bow and wrap it up. He was flexing in the penalty box. So my opinion for this is the NHL was dumb not to suspend him, and because they didn't suspend him, all hell broke loose, and there was a brawl the next night. So we can talk about the individual situation right now, but I just think it's gutless. Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah. Uh, so we're, we're talking about the situation that's that started it all. And uh, as a personal reaction for me, uh, it wasn't it was scary. Right. It wasn't even hockey because you're looking at like a superstar's head being thrown around like a beach ball. And that's how Temi Panarin gets thrown to the ground. And then he gets, as to Josh mentioned to me earlier in the week, he gets pedigreed like almost as if it's the biggest rivalry since Randy Orton Triple H kicked like his. His, his 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 dad-in-law's head off if you yeah. know what i'm talking about so uh, it's intense i was uh it wasn't like a so the problem i had is like panarin had no intent on physical harm in anyone in that situation and on timmy panarin to me outside of you know not knowing much about him personally seems like the type of guy that's not willing to that's not trying to throw hands in a situation where hand gloves aren't even off yet so taken by surprise half the weight half the height almost it's scary to see as a young kid because that could easily be, you know, because lots, lots of players are trying to be 
Panera in these days and Patrick Kane. Not everyone's a Tom Wilson. And if you think that you're not going to go far because you're going to get a concussion being thrown around by the Tom Wilsons of the world, the NHL has to make a, has to make a statement on that. And $5,000 out of his kiddie pool pocket is not enough. Yeah, it um, that original incident kind of caused a, an out, I guess we could say an outrage on Twitter. And some people went a little overboard by saying he should be kicked out of the league for it. I don't know if he should be kicked out of the league. But- uh, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, but to the to the penalty point, I was watching it the same night with my mother, and we saw Shane Gostaspear do like a chintzy check from behind. He got two games, two games for, that, for that, yeah. right? So, and that was and that was seemingly less intentful or harmful than what had happened earlier. So let's sorry, uh, keep going. Yeah, so like and people were saying, you know, he should be kicked out of the league, he needs to be suspended. And then we get to the post-game press conference and, you know, the Rangers saying, oh, that's a gutless play. You know, there's no no respect. We hope he gets suspended, all that stuff. And we get to the next day, and I think it was around 2 o'clock, the NHL uh, player safety department tweets out, Tom Wilson has been fined $5,000 for roughing. Uh, he only got it on Bushnevich, right? Yeah, not any there, just, It was Bushnevich uh, so, punched him back. So everybody was like, okay, maybe they're treating them as two separate events because I went, I wrote an article. I did some research on this. I went into it and you can be suspended for two separate events, right? So I'm like, and okay. John, where, where can we find that article again? Uh, OrionHockey.com. I'll put it the link down below. But we, when we break down, when you break it down, he should have got a suspension for what he did on Panarin. Because when you break it down and look at it, he is a repeat offender that was outside the rules of the game. And it was unnecessary. He didn't need to do that. All, if he pinned him to the ground, this is done. Another thing is, Tom Wilson has a reputation. Yes, he might not be considered a repeat offender in the eyes of the law of the NHL, but take a look at what he's done. Like, he, in a, a playoff run, he, like, took out three guys within three games. He broke Zach, was it Zach Aston Reese's jaw? He broke his jaw on a hit. So, it's... It, it, I have this suspension it's, issue right here. It's a disgrace to the NHL. Yeah, read that out. Okay, so these are not the three fines, and last fine not included. These are just his suspension history, and he has had a seven, eight-year career, I believe, but this is starting from 2017. He was actually good the first five years in the league, which I guess is hockey culture or something. But September 2017, interference, two preseason games. So he's got to spend it for the rest of the preseason. October, October 2017, the next month, four games for boarding. May 2018, so this is the same year, like the same hockey yeah. season. A legal check to the head of Zach Ashton reached three playoff games, which you said, Josh. October 20, yeah, October 2018. So that would be the next year, season. like the next season, sorry, 2018-19. He got 20 games originally for an illegal check to the head, and they put that down to 14 games because Tom Wilson appealed. I don't really remember that situation. I don't know if I was upset when it went to 20 to 14. But anyways, 20 games, that's literally a quarter of the season, but it went down to 14. And then March 2021, right before the bubble and right before this whole pandemic, he got seven games for boarding. So this is a repeat offender. You've already slapped him on the – not even on the wrist. You punched him in the face already in terms of fines and suspensions. So I don't understand how you do something like this and you don't take it from the 20 games to, like, a playoff series. Like, Nazem Kadri got for the cross check. Like, do you understand what I'm trying to say? Like, there's yeah. no consistency here for NHL player safety. And, Josh, I know you don't like NHL player safety. So there's anything you just want to say about how they conduct themselves throughout the whole year in your article? I guess now is the correct time to talk about NHL player safety because it rolls into what continued to happen after that. Uh, so, yeah, they released that Tom Wilson's only been $5,000. People were pissed about that. I was pissed about that. One game, I think, would have been appropriate. Maybe two. The rest of the season, because that's three, sure. Um, but then you look at who it is. It's Tom Wilson. You're like, well, he's not learning. Like, you got to slap this He's guy. literally flexing in the penalty box, yeah. you got, you got to – 
you know, slap him with, like, suspend him for the rest of the season and the playoffs. Like, then he'll learn because he's not going to do that again because he's hurting his team at that point. Tom Wilson's a valuable player to his team, for sure. I think we can all agree with that. But when he's doing dumb shit like this and injuring people on the ice, that's not a valuable player to your team. You're hurting your team. You're hurting the other team. People don't want to see that. Now, the Rangers put out a statement, and I'll pull the statement up and read it word for word because um, it was kind of a bombshell. We haven't seen anything like this released from an NHL uh, point of view. Matt or Brandon, did one of you just want to give a quick background on who George Peros is and what type of player he was in the league? Because he is the head of NHL player safety and hands out the suspensions. We haven't really done Yeah, I'll go quick. I know I'm sure Matt has a little bit more specifics about him now, but if you remember as a player, George LaRock was – uh, a box filler. Uh, shout out to Upper Deck. They made a card just around the tough guys this year called the Box Fillers, and it's actually a nice insert. Regardless, it's just for tough guys and penalty and penalty and players who just took penalties their whole career. Ty Domi highlights that list. George LaRock. and um, so George Peros rather. It wasn't the guy that would follow the rules. He was type of the guy that was on your fourth line fighting, but he didn't have as much skill as Tom Wilson. Uh, he had the height and size, and uh, he was he established himself as type of a guy who would knock you in the face and might even knock you out if you weren't paying attention because he was a dirty player. And uh, it was all took us all by surprise when he decided to take on the player's safety role way back when. So it's interesting now seeing him make the decisions on the type of players that he used to be. Right. Right. And what I think what's important with this, does anybody remember the fight at the game? He fought Colton or twice in the second fight, he fell over Colton or and hit head first into the ice, pretty much knocking himself out. Yeah. yeah, that's what I'm saying, yeah. So that happened, and that was very similar to what uh, almost happened to Panarin. So th- that was kind of surprising, just thought we put it in. So uh, the New York Rangers... Wait, before you read the statement, what's your point? Why are you saying that, like, his career to player safety? Like, I don't really see a coordination. Are you saying because he's on his face pile drive, he should be more aware and he, yes, take that should, more seriously? Yes, he should, trying to say? he should be more aware of what's going on on the ice and the dangers of the way these guys are playing because he... Because he was the guy who would be – he was the type of guy who would have to hear from NHLPA a lot back in his day. And you would think that he knows how to – I mean, I can't say work the system, but he would know what the system is consisted of considering he probably went through a couple suspensions and penalty issues himself way back when. So I think that for him to take it, you know, almost as a joke right now is kind of concerning. Yeah. So uh, the state uh, – after this was announced, uh, the Rangers released this on Twitter – the New York Rangers are extremely disappointed that Capitals forward Tom Wilson was not suspended for his horrifying act of violence last night at Madison Square Garden. Wilson is a repeat offender with a long history of this type of acts, and we find it shocking that the NHL and their Department of Player Safety failed to take the ap- appropriate action and suspend him indefinitely. Wilson's dangerous and reckless actions cause an injury to Artemi Panarin that will prevent him from playing again this season. We view this as a declaration of duty by the NHL player of head of player safety, George Peros, and believe he is unfit to continue for his current role. So in short, the Rangers are pissed off that uh, uh, Wilson wasn't suspended and they're calling for George Peros' job. And NHL team has never put out that type of statement before. So what followed this was what Matt opened the show with. Why don't you take us into the departure of the GM and the president? So just to recap what we've been, Tom Wilson punched Pavel Bichnevich in the back of the head. He then body slammed a Kevin Panarin, who's one of the best players in the league, head first in the ice practically. If you want to, we could debate that, but that's not the point. He body slammed a Kevin Panarin, didn't get suspended. So the New York Rangers put out this statement. 
And usually I would guess a statement like this would come from your president, like for the Leafs or Shanahan, Colorado, Sackett, like, like I would assume president. But we later found out that it came from James Dolan, who I would, uh, I'm going to assume he does not know a lot about hockey because he fired people. And in my opinion, it was unjust. Yes. So the rumor is in the Rangers management group and just a whole organization, Dolan wanted to do this statement, which led to a quarter of a million dollar fine, 250 Gs. Yeah, we'll get to that. And John Davidson, the former president, and Jeff Gordon, the GM, did not approve and thought it could have been held or handled differently. They tried to separate themselves from the statement. They tried to separate from the statement because they didn't know it was coming. And if you ask them about a statement that they don't know is coming, I don't really know what you would say, so you should separate because there's going to be a brawl in the next 12 hours anyways, regardless. But James Dolan weighed that. He also said, our team didn't make the playoffs, and we announced the rebuild three years ago. This is taking too long. I don't like our team's performance. You guys are fired. And the reason I think this is unjust is because the New York Rangers just picked first and second overall, and those players are rookies and sophomore. And I don't really care what anyone says. Crosby's first year and Malkin's second – Malkin's first – sorry. The couple years of Pittsburgh, they were bad. Like, yeah. they picked Stahl. They picked Flurry. It was terrible. The Rangers have never been bad. And the reason I'm saying that is because they won both draft lotteries. But just to kind of break down President John Davidson, because he came in 2019, his first move – and just tell me if this is good or bad. He signed Artemi Panarin. Yeah, it's a good Is move. that a good move? Yes. Yeah. Next move. He traded for Adam Fox, who in a regular season would be on pace for 74 points. He traded two seconds to acquire Adam Fox. Brandon, is that a good move? Yeah, I would yes. agree so. Exactly. He's he a good option for us, right? I, I think he's second right now behind Hedman, but regardless. And he's only 23. So Panarin's 28. This guy's 23. Your first and second overall picks are 19 and 20, respectively. And on top of that, you got a goalie from Russia, Igor Shostorkin, who looks like the real deal, and he's 24. So all of this, in my opinion, would say that the rebuild is successful. And on top of that, the only teams above you are Boston, who've been good for the last decade, Pittsburgh, who's been good for the last decade, Washington, who's been good for the last decade, and the Islanders, who I would argue are probably one of the best defensive teams in hockey. They play boring, but it doesn't matter. So coming into this season, it was realistic to have the expectation that you would not make the playoffs. But for some unknown reason, James Dolan thinks this team's underachieved. So Josh Brand, whoever wants to take it away, do you think this team is underachieved this year? And do you think John Davidson and Jeff Gordon should be fired? Go ahead, Brandon. Yeah, so that's a good point, Matt. Made a, I'm, I'm really happy you broke it down the way you did. Uh, hopefully everyone can understand the whole magnitude of the game. Something that's news to – magnitude of the situation, rather. Something that's news to me is I didn't know James Dolan had the, his hands on that release statement. I thought that it was a little bit different in terms of the GMs might have released it, and then he fired them for releasing it. So great clarification there. And as I'm looking at it now, yeah, the Rangers are 10 points behind the New York Islanders for that last spot. They're already officially eliminated – but even then, right, they're, they're that team. They're, the, they're five points ahead of the team behind them, and they're that team on the brink, especially if you thought of a regular season where it was one through eight. They actually would be ahead of the Montreal Canadiens and one point behind of um, the Jets, if you're thinking to hold the conference. So way back when, they, they would be making a one to eight conference here. 
so that's an impressive season, as you mentioned. Like rebuilds. I mean, you mentioned a rebuild a long time ago, which I'm just not like I'm not not against it. I'm not against it, but like Sidney Crosby and Gimme Malkin was a decent rebuild that also won a cup when they were when they were pretty young, and they went to a cup before that to the very end, the same year before. So they had a run when they were young. However, they did they were pretty pathetic when like they had the first teams with Mario Lemieux on it still, and. Um, I think you can look at the Matthews maybe in the Leafs and they had a, a playoff run right away in their first couple in their first season as a rebuild. So as a rebuild working here and you Matt breaks it down, I think that the GM, you know, it is unjust. You can see that the the additions and the the progress of the team is positive. It's not going down. If a rebuild's a rebuild, you'd be a little bit worse in the standings and you you would be still projected to be low, but Matt brings up a good point. They still if you know you're not getting the both number 1 picks, you still get a lottery if you're getting one and two. And uh, considering that Lafreniere almost had like, a, I mean, who knows if it's a bust year, you'd hope that his, his progression is going up mm-hmm. further and that he's only getting a little bit more confident as the season progresses. Uh, it sucks that, I honestly think it sucks that James Dolan oversees both of these sports as uh, the MSG New York person. Uh, so it, it's, a, it's, a, it's a poor statement. Uh, I think that um, it could have been handled differently. I'm glad that you mentioned that the uh, president and the GM tried to separate themselves from the statement. So, I mean, you bring it up that uh, I think we can throw this to Josh now. Yeah, it's when they released that statement and then the GMs were fired like two hours later, GM and president were fired. I was like, damn, they're going to say this isn't related. It is totally related. Like you do not fire your president and GM with three games left in the season. That's a joke. Um, it it kind of led like it was – it was a rough 48 hours for that Rangers franchise and, and the NHL and the NHL players. Like we're only halfway through this. Let's get to the next thing. And then I guess we can kind of recap it all with our, with our thoughts because the puck drops at MSG, but there's still a game happening tonight, right? Oh, like yeah. This kind of got lost. We're not, we're not done yet. There's a game coming on. Tom Wilson's playing. Everyone else is playing except for Artemi Panarin. Uh, TJ Oshie's coming back. He's returning after the passing of his father, which was rather unfortunate. So there's a lot of storylines going into this game. And uh, the game starts, and less than one second in, we have a line brawl. So, Matt, why don't you take us away with that? So, yeah, just in hockey, you know this is coming. David Quinn, the coach of the Rangers, is the home team, so he puts his fight card in. Not, I don't, not his fight card, sorry. His lineup card. Pretty much what it was. Ended up, yeah, which ended up being a fight card. You put the fourth line on. You put your tough defenseman on. And then if you're the Capitals coach, you know where it's going. You're not going to put on Backstrom like this. Like, we know, like, let's just get it over with. So he put on Hathaway. Who else? It was Hathaway, Nick Dowd, and I think Carl Hagelin or whatever. So right off the top, we have a good old-fashioned line brawl. They go all three fights, really weren't that major. Like, it wasn't like the New Jersey Rangers brawl like 10 years ago with Torts. That was different. So we had a good line brawl right off the jump. But the only problem is Wilson was not involved. And it's no. like, okay, we don't really want to fight everyone. We want to fight Wilson. But guess who comes out on the next shift? It's Tom Wilson. So literally, as soon as he touches the puck, I think there's only a couple thousand fans at MSG. They all start booing. And I'm like, yo, it's about to go down. Someone's coming at Wilson with a stick up, trying to slash him. And before said player can slash him in the back of the leg, Brendan Smith already jumps him. So, like, like shit's going down, you know? Like, this is a fight. Like, it's go time. So Smith and Wilson are throwing them. Brendan Smith did actually pretty good in that fight, I would say. And then there's some other scruffles happening on the ice. So we have four fights in the first minute. And then I think um, it wasn't Strom. Someone else had a fight, then Strom had a fight. So it was basically just a brawl the whole night, throwing body shots, 
Bucinevich cross-check Manta in the face. It was just crazy. I don't even know where to start, but I think the line brawl. And, Brandon, I just want to ask a question. Playing junior hockey, because if you guys don't know, Brandon was a junior hockey player on this TV show. Not TV show. Podcast, sorry. <laughs> Anyways, Brandon, have you ever been in this situation where you just kind of know, like, maybe it's like Georgetown versus Caledon or just – those types of games. yeah yeah especially yeah no some rivalries are like bound to happen and to have instances every game and some are like consisting things coming from stemming from a, an incident such as this so like for example i've had a situation where like a player takes a shot at your coach over your head behind your back because your coach is a little out of shape or looks a little rough around the edges and they take a shot at your coach and like junior c hockey or junior b hockey you know people are a little rough around the edges and they're not too afraid to say what they want to say there's not many people watching and I think it, it comes together as a team to protect your coach. And then you're going to have a big, I mean, especially playoff series in local small towns can get really, really, really uh, harsh. And you, you know, it brings the fans in it. And if it's a small arena, you can have fans arguing and fighting themselves. But um, I think the thing that highlights this the most is like the amount of players in each penalty box during that game that couldn't even they would squeeze be, in if the that was in of area that they did. If that was in Ontario, and, they'd be fine. Yeah, exactly. But I, uh, I think there's there's differences between like a Toronto Maple Leafs and a Montreal Canadiens rivalry where you might not have a spark every two ga- like every game maybe it has a, of a dull of a five game series but then one game you'll have oh yeah that's why it's the Montreal and Toronto rivalry that's why it's tough hockey but when this situation comes around and you see like a Washington and New York you know it's really situational and I think that um, obviously if you're going after a star player I think that the NHL has to realize that. Um, it is still the culture to go after them the next time. Yeah. It's uh, yeah. Let me just, let me just read off like what, what happened. So uh, Nick Dowd fought Kevin Rooney, Carl Haglin fought Colin Blackwell, Garnet Hathaway, Carl Haglin. <laughs> Garnet Hathaway fought Philip de GS. I don't even know how to say that. Philip de Giuseppe. Yeah. De Giuseppe. Brandon Smith fought Tom Wilson. And then we had um, Michael Andy Raffi. Potato? Yeah. Michael Raffi Raffle. fought Andy Potato. And Ryan Strom fought Lars Eller. So, and then we had a cross check to the face as well. So, um, Josh, can I just take it from here? I yeah. think this is so the NHL's fault because the precedent they sent in the Tuesday night game was the goon on said team, whether it's Ton Wilson, Lucic, Marcus Felino, we can throw in whoever you want to throw in in a scrum is allowed to body slam Connor McDavid, Austin Matthews, Mitch Marner, Crosby to the ice, helmetless. It's allowed. Like, if I was a goon right now, I would get so happy for a playoff series. Like, yeah. I, like oh, pick, Wayne, pick your team. I would, I would be jumping people. It would be madness. Like, Wayne, Simmons be tonight, Wayne Simmons tonight should just pedigree Cole Caulfield. Like, <laughs> yeah, just jump him. Like, it's anything, anything goes. Just jump him. And, like, I was saying to, like, the people in my house, like, yo, like, all these fights, I want to fight someone now. Like, I just think we have this, like... He still like, wants to take down his household. Yeah, Matt just went and fought his dad. Yeah. <laughs> you know, what's that? Tom on your face today. Yeah, I, I, didn't, I didn't need to add that. But, like, you know what I'm trying to say? Like, it gets, like, people, like, going. So I just definitely think the NHL set a dangerous precedent. And I'm a Leaf fan. We live in Toronto, all three of us, if you didn't know. And if Mitch Morner gets jumped, it's, oh, well, it's anything goes. Like, Nylander, you're going to have to drop the gloves. Like, this is, like, a weird time in hockey we're living in. And, Josh, I saw you tweeting some stuff, so we can just address it right now. Is you said you don't like that all the enforcers are suddenly coming back and you don't think Toronto okay, needs yeah, to be okay. caught. You want to address that? Because I don't really understand what you're saying. 
I read part of it. Sean Avery chimed in, say the one thing he would do was he would jump the boards and just charge the goalie. Like I would do the same thing. I, I, yeah, but Sean Avery needs to shut the fuck up, like seriously. And then we had. uh, I believe him. John Scott weighed in. He actually had a pretty good take on it. He said Wilson should be slapped with the book. Who else weighed in? Uh, we had a couple other, like, former enforcers. Uh, yeah, George, George LaRock. George LaRock, Colton George Orr, LaRock everyone tweeted. was going. Yeah, Colton Orr weighed in. We mentioned like, Sean Avery? Yeah, but Sean Avery just had the dumbest take. He's like, I would throw myself at – he said Braden Holtby for some reason. I don't know why Braden Holtby is involved in this. Braden Holtby plays – Yeah, he thought he was still in Washington. That's yeah, why he said like, that. <laughs> he's, like, he's like, yeah, I would – he's like, I would charge Braden Holtby. I'm like, why? But uh, it was. Uh, oh, Matt Cook also had something to say on. Yeah, it was Matt like, Cook. I'm Cook like, okay. Talking. And then, oh, uh, oh, what's his name? The dude from Chicklets. Um, Biz. No, oh, Whitney. No, uh, Ryan Whitney. It was Whitney. Yeah. Yeah, he he uploads like a seven second clip of him looking like a twelve year old. What a donkey that was! Like, holy crap! <laughs> we we don't need to hear from these guys that have been hit in the head too many times. Like, it's let's get like. I want you know what I mean? Like just these former enforcers whose ways are set the way that they're speaking from a Tom Wilson point of view. Like that point of the, that, like that part of the game is not there anymore. No, 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 Josh. Yeah, let me explain. Let me explain Sean Avery's point. Because I agree with Sean Avery's point. What he is what he is saying is in this situation, everyone's gonna go after Wilson. I'm not doing that because that's what they want. Wilson's six five. No, let me explain. Because Wilson, remember what he did with Martin Brodeur? He just—that's what he's saying. He's saying I am going after the goalie. Because what are they going to do? Go after my goalie? Because if I run the goalie and they run my goalie two seconds later, it's going to look so bad. So what he was saying is he's dumping the puck in, he's punching guys, and he's doing all this crazy stuff. That was his point. I don't think he would actually do that. But what he's saying is the league set the precedent that everything's going to shit. So for me to like reel it back in, I'm taking out the goalie. That was his logic. That was the dumbest logic ever, though. <laughs> I'm explaining his logic. We've talked a lot about the Rangers, though. Yeah, so, okay, and then finally, so that game finishes, you know, blah, 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 everything's happened, and then today it was released. Uh, where did it go? The NHL released a statement that said they they got a big slap on, well, it's not really a slap on the wrist. They got, like, a quarter million fines. Um what did they say? I can't find it. So yeah, uh, Pavel, uh, and out of all this, Pavel Bimnevich had a, has a hearing today for high-sticking Anthony Mantha, and then the NHL fined the New York Rangers $250,000 for their comments about George Peros. So that puts a nice little bow on things. So Wait, just talking about George Peros before we move on, why does he still have the job? Because people didn't like him before this. Like, this isn't a once incident. Like, he's so inconsistent, and don't you agree that he should not be in charge of player safety? It should be someone who has nothing to do with the game. Okay, well, they have to know the rules. Stuff. Yeah, no, 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 no. But like, no, they, they need to be a medical professional who looks at it from a logistical standpoint of this, if it was like a regular person on the street and the rules, and she has the rule, he or she, they have the rule books in front of them. And uh, they have no experience to go off of, which is what George has. And they have no relationships. They can't be attached to any GM, any coach, any players. It should be three people, players. no? It should yes. be like a board. Like yeah. maybe you have a player... You have a, a GM, and then you have I don't know about these fucking players. I think I like Josh's point. Bring in some people who just know health and safety and sport, and they might just be or, professional sport organization members, and they might not even be – like, I don't want them to be connected to anyone in NHL. Yeah, they, no, they, but they, hockey has a lot of unwritten rules that you need to be aware Josh, of. Josh, do you know what I mean? 
but Matt, if yeah, I know what you, Matt, why, like, why are we bringing in former players to do this? It's clearly not working. The closest person to get it to get it right was Brendan Shanahan. I thought Shanahan did a great job. Yeah, but because, he's a former player. Okay, yes, but let me finish explaining. He when he released a when he announced the suspension, even if we didn't think he got it right, the video, the video would come out. At least he was explaining himself. You know what I mean? And then he would use past examples. He'd be like, okay, yeah, I can kind of see where he's coming from. George Perros just says, oh yeah, five k. Yeah, I think like he that, actually makes it up. It's kind of funny. Like, 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 did he spin the wheel when he woke up? Did he call Tom and yeah. say, hey, how much do you want? Like, fuck. He, See, that's and, what I mean. Maybe he knows been, Tom. And, well, he does because Tom Tom is a representative of Peros' brand called Violent Gentleman, which is your board of – your head of player safety has a and brand called is, Violent Gentleman. This is a, that's it, an important it, side to note to make to this conversation. It goes I mean, together. You just make it now. And you, like, you just made that now. And that, 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 belt, that could bring a – that's a big point because familiar, familiarity, as I was mentioning earlier, when you thought about bringing people who had no idea from hockey to this board, I agree with that. Look at these two making a, 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 a brand for themselves outside of hockey. Of course, they're getting a little bit easy on each other on the, when they're inside the ropes, right? Yeah, it's, it's stupid, and they need to bring in someone who will enforce the rules fairly and set a president because, you know, when they gave when, – uh, when Shanahan gave Torres 41 games, that was – a harsh, it was a harsh suspension, but he explained why he did it. And did Torres do anything again after that? I don't think he played again after that. Okay, well, there you go. So I hope not, because yeah, yeah. people like Torres don't deserve to play. Right, so let's put a nice... Play UFC yeah, so um, just uh, just switching gears here. Yeah, so we're upload this. If you're a Rangers fan, thanks for watching. If you're anybody, thanks for watching. Now we're going in our regular podcast. And the regular podcast, you guys want to stick around, Def, stick around. We're talking about the Leafs. We're going to be talking about all the Canadian division Seattle, we're going to talk about races, and we're also going to talk about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Then we're going to go into match debates. So if you're a fan of this, you saw this for the first time, our website, where Josh wrote an article about player safety. Josh, you want to talk about that really quickly for our new viewers? Yeah, I just wrote an article about what player safety is doing wrong. It's not necessarily focused on Tom Wilson, but I use that as an example. And then we just go into how the, how it's structured and what they need to do to change. I believe, Brandon, you're working on something too, right? Yeah, and ex for, for, for further notice, the website in general has just been updated and is in plan to be continued to be adding with articles, videos, links, and um, memes, if we can even make something funny and make you guys laugh. No, but uh, regardless, uh, the website is something that you can find if you look hard enough, and especially if you find us in the description, Josh will put it there. Uh, we're just looking, don't expect um, the biggest article to break news, but we're going to give us your opinion. Yep. No, we're gonna give uh, you us our. We're gonna give you our opinion. There you go. Yeah. Right. So, anyways, now we're gonna go to our regular podcast programming. So, stick with us and Josh. Let's just switch it to the Toronto Maple Leafs. <laughs>